You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. All right. Welcome to the official It's All Dead podcast. Um, we're happy to have you. I'm Kyle Hawk, editor-in-chief at itsalldead.com, and joining me for the first time in what feels like forever, it's our senior editor, Kyle Schultz. Hey. Yoo-lee-hoo. It's been a while, man, since we've done one of these. It has. It uh, doesn't feel like it's been that long, and then I remembered that I moved into my new apartment about four months ago, and I've only recorded one immediately after I moved in, so uh, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're back, <laughs> and uh, and we're at Hooray! it again. We're going to ramble about music like we always do, um, and we're talking today. So like the last podcast I did, I randomly blurted out my affection for uh the autumn season um and it turns out and ever since then i've been like reveling in some of my favorite fall albums and uh i i really think fall is my favorite season for music and so i wanted to just talk about like what makes a great fall album like what albums we like if there's any even rhyme or reason to it um and we're gonna get into all that and it's gonna be a lot of fun um but first and most importantly uh what are you uh what beverage are you consuming this evening while we have this conversation uh tonight i am dining on an old-fashioned guinness Mm, nice is that (laughs) now is that a a beer you like to enjoy in the fall or is it just one you Uh, enjoy anytime just happens to be what i have at the moment (laughs) (laughs) nice um, <laughs> is that is that uh, good enough? <laughs> that is perfect. Um, Hooray, I pass. I'm surprised that we're not having any overlaps. It seems like we're consistently drinking different things, which I guess is a good sign. Um, mm. It'd be weird if like every episode we were having a Bud Light or something. Um, <laughs> what are you having tonight? A sad whiskey. Me too. Let's cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, tonight. I'm having. So I've talked uh, before about having. Uh, a beer from Sun King, a brewery here in Indianapolis. I'm having a beer of theirs tonight called, uh, it's their Oktoberfest beer that just came out. It's a German lager. Um, it is delicious. I'm drinking it out of a Slytherin pint glass like a child. Um, and I'm I'm fine with it. So, in your face. Would you like to hear something a little silly? Yes. I am drinking my Guinness out of a uh, Hogwarts insignia glass cup. Stop. It's for real. All right. Well, the podcast is over. We did it. (laughs) I'm so sorry to disappoint everybody. We can go home now. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's incredible. That's amazing. I found our first overlap, so that's neat. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it can only get better from here, I guess, or worse. I don't know. Let's not get anybody's hopes up. But uh, (laughs) so I don't know. I basically pushed this podcast idea onto you forcefully um and i don't know like do you do you think about music seasonally like when you think about fall are there albums that you like to listen to that time of year i do um i don't go i have a weird thing with it because a lot of the music i listen to i remember the time when it came out so Mm -hmm. a lot of my fall picks uh came out around that time for the most part um and it's weird because a lot of it I play music a lot just kind of as a soundtrack in the background and it's there's very specific memories of going along with uh things throughout the season that I have with specific albums that just played on repeat for years. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of thinking along those same lines and, and I not all of the albums that I've 
written down necessarily came out in fall, but several of them did. And I, I do think there's something to that because uh, for whatever reason, the fall season makes me more nostalgic than any other time of year. And mm-hmm. one of the things I think about is like walking to class when I was in college, like walking from my dorm room to classes with my headphones on and wearing a hoodie and it's like a chill in the air. Um, those sorts of things like come back to me or being on a drive or like there's a, there was a place when I lived down in Louisville called Bernheim forest. It's like this giant forest is beautiful in the fall because all the, the trees are all different colors. Um, and you know, driving through there to go to different trails, playing different music. And so, um, there's, there's definitely something to like when the music came out, but also like the music I gravitate towards or can remember and like attach really fond memories to of certain times during that particular season, I guess. But I I can say for certain that my fall albums are quite a bit different than like the albums I play or reach for during the summer, you know? Yeah. I, uh, my, my picks are, they kind of go throughout the year, but, um, fall is the point where like every, when I think of those albums, I think of like specific dates in October and November listening to these, uh, records and they mean a lot more around then. Yeah. Well, get a, let's just get started and like talk about an album. Like what was one of the first albums that came to your mind thinking about fall? Literally the uh, first thing that comes to mind is for whatever reason through like September through early October, I have an unresistible urge to listen to uh, swing albums like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally don't know why it's just, I think it's just the gentle music going in through the changing of the season. And, uh, specifically my go-to fall album is Seth MacFarlane's music is better than words. It's, uh, the first album that he put out a few years ago and it came out in September. And I remember I picked this, I went to Best Buy to buy the album and then played it most the way on a drive to go pick apples in the fall. And then most of the way back as well. And it's just, uh, it's the first time I heard it, just seeing the leaves fall down and just like the smell of apples all over. It's something that has never gone away from that. Uh, and for the most part, that at the moment is still my go-to album when it's the changing of the season. Now, I want to make sure I'm understanding something. Seth MacFarlane put out a swing album. Is that the he, genre that it is? Uh, yes, he has put out four. That's crazy. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, fun fact, his Christmas album is my favorite Christmas album. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, so I, uh, I'm i going to be super seen then um, because that's kind of <laughs> where my list went. It's not swing music. Um, but Surprise! No, well, so this isn't my favorite fall album, but this past weekend in Indianapolis, we had our first like cool fall weekend of the year. Like the, the temperature dropped. There was a breeze. And so like uh, I think it was Saturday morning, I kind of opened like our screen door. Um, the sliding door to let the the cool air in, and I put on Mayday Parade's self self titled album, uh, which came out in 2011, and like I immediately was like transported back to that fall 2011, um, and I think the the reason for that is like that album came out like a couple months into my wife and I dating. Um, we were uh, living in different cities at the time and kind of had a, a long distance thing going, but that album is kind of sad in its nature, but I played it constantly during those like opening months of us 
having a relationship. And so like whenever I hear those guitars and I hear Derek and Jake's voices together, I just think of that time in my life. And it's was like a really happy, awesome time. Um, and so like it, it amazed me. I wasn't even going for that, but it kind of got me thinking about this because I put on that record and I was just like, oh shit, like I'm feeling feelings <laughs> and I'm, I'm being <laughs> taken back to fall like years ago. So um, I don't know. That was an example for me that kind of, I think, got me thinking about this whole conversation. Well played, sir. Yeah. What's next for you? Uh, I'd say next up is another kind of definitive one, which is AFI, AFI's Crash Love. Mm. And uh, the reason for that is it came out in late September, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the build up to it, my group of friends at the time were every day waiting for this album to come out and listening to every new uh, piece of audio that came out. And I just remember the build up to it. Uh, towards it and just how cool the season became for it and by the time October got here and it was out it was just non-stop on repeat and uh, immediately after it came out is the first time I saw AFI live and that included a uh, drive to Columbus Ohio to see them play and then a month later I want to say seeing them in Chicago and just both those times it was listening to this album non-stop while standing in the cold for two to three hours before the show started that way we could be front and center for those shows and uh it's it's a dark album all things sincerity afi is a darker band but uh crash love really kind of goes against the grain for everything else they put out it's a lot poppier it uh really takes pop rock bands to task and kind of does their task better for them than most bands can and especially for a, a uh band that has always reveled in heavier music it's really an exception to the rule for everything else they've done and to this day i still believe it's their best album yeah i know that you're a huge defender of that album something that you said in there like made me think of like a whole other level of this so again going back to like college again and i find that for whatever reason a lot of my fall nostalgic albums link back to college in some way but like just like you mentioned, and we can both remember moments like this, and I'm sure a lot of people can, of like being back in college, taking a road trip with your friends to go to a concert, you're standing outside the venue in a long line with like your jacket on and it's chilly out. And there's something about those nights, I think, that creates these sort of memories in our minds that stick out. Um, and I, I'm sure it's it's like that for you as well, but I, I can remember back to like certain concert experiences even that somehow relate that music into my mind when thinking about fall. Yeah, I'm guessing part of it is just being young and uh, being out in the cold, being like, why the fuck are we out here? And then in retrospect, being right. like, oh, what <laughs> glorious days we used to have. <laughs> yeah, Would exactly. you like a penny whistle? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Aging is terrible. So- I think uh, maybe my favorite fall album, and I don't, and this is one that I don't know if a lot of people, you know, connect it to fall, but in Berlin's debut, uh, Blueprints for the Black Market is on there for me. And so, like, this album, um, I'm not even sure, like, the date that it came out, but I know that I bought it in the fall because I took a road trip uh, with one one of my friends while I was in college. And he had told me, like, hey, my brother and I listened to that band. So I just bought the CD based on him saying that, and we listened to it on the drive home, and that album became a staple for me that all through that fall and winter, it was probably, gosh, my sophomore year of college, 2003, I guess, 
Um, and I, I have vivid memories of listening to that album, like at night in fall. Um, and it's a very, it's kind of a cold album, even in just like, I don't know, the sense of like the, the music of it. Um, and yeah, I just kind of, I kind of love it. And, uh, it's, it's an album that I kind of only listen to during the fall season. So I don't, I don't even know if that's, if it's like that for you, like, do you only listen to Crash Love during the fall, or do you enjoy it most then, or do you listen to it other times of year? You know, uh, I listen to Crash Love all the goddamn time, but it's one of those things where when it's colder, it just means a lot more to me, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Oddly sense. enough, like uh, Sinatra and you know Seth MacFarlane and stuff like that, I don't listen to a whole lot except just when it's cooler out. It just feels perfect, and I literally don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, what else you got? Uh, next up is the early November's "The Room Is Too Cold," and in mm. November, it, I know, right? Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, no, I I uh, don't quite remember when this album came out. I just remember obsessing about it. And uh, the first concert I ever went to see was in Chicago with the early early November opening for "Saves the Day," and. I bought the tickets. I got a group of friends to come with. And the show was on November 9th, if I'm not mistaken, of the the year wow. 2005 of our Lord. And I remember one of my <laughs> friends just calling me at 2 in the morning. And it, I was up for school doing something and just answered the phone like, what are you doing? And all she said was, we're going to go see the early November in the early November. Ah! And then hung up and... <laughs> For some reason, that's always made me happy. And uh, on top of that, just the thematic concept of the album, it's depressing, it's dark, it's very emotional. And it's one of those things that really fits perfectly with, uh, especially, you know, the symbol of the band, which is just a falling leaf. It's, uh, yeah. and it's also the concept of what the early November is to a T. I remember when they first came out, they mentioned that they named themselves that because uh, a lot like fall, like they weren't quite sure what they wanted to play. And it's just a hodgepodge of sound and of punk rock and acoustic and just softer noises and, you know, Acenders, gentle whispers to his crackling voice that he hadn't quite perfected yet. And the entire album as a whole symbolizes everything that band was supposed to be and the season itself. While it's still, it's adjusting yeah. to the new role it's about to take on. Yeah. That's kind of perfect. I love that. See, I, I'm really glad we are, we're having this conversation because that makes so much sense, just the way you explain that. Because I think I've always felt in the back of my mind that way about the early November in terms of seasonality as well. But that's that was a yeah, good. really good. I'm glad I didn't just that. pull that out of yeah. my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I put down probably too many albums. We don't have to go through all these, but I did put down one that I think most people I, – I don't know. I feel like most people think of this as a summer album, and it did come out in the summer – uh, but My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Um, I think people are more prone to think of the Black Parade as a fall album, and I, I enjoy that in the fall as well. But Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge um, is the album I put on when I'm decorating for Halloween. It almost has like a horror movie sort of vibe mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I just, I love it. It's like a really dark, creepy story. Um, and it just feels perfect to me in the fall. 
And on top of that, to go back to the concert experience, I mean, the first time I saw My Chemical Romance, right after I had gotten this album, it was that it was 2004. They had it was like I don't know, probably a couple months before they went on MTV and kind of blew up. But they were playing at this uh, crappy bar that used to be in Oklahoma City. I drove there. Uh, went to the show. It was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Um, I got to stand next to Jardway outside before the show as he smoked a cigarette, um, and it made me feel <laughs> cool. Um, but <laughs> no, I and like to go along with that, I've, I also put down like the Devourous Prada zombie EP. I mean, I, I love horror movies, and Halloween's my favorite holiday. And so, like any album that has that kind of theme to it or that feel to it, um, in terms of its content, is something I'm going to gravitate mm-hmm. toward that time of year. Bro. Yeah, no, for sure. I actually wrote down uh, the Black Parade as one of my uh, honorable mentions because it it feels like yeah. it's uh, just supposed to be on this list. You know, it's uh, thematically it's dark, it's depressing. It's a you know the concept of death coming for you and accepting it, and even the album artwork of just the skeleton parade and everything. And uh, right, you know, I, I believe it came out in the fall, or at least when I first listened to it, yep. I remember. Uh, how cold it was and like wrapping myself in a jacket as I walked up to one of my friend's apartments and we were just blasting it, uh, before a Halloween party. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it came out on Halloween even, or, I mean, it was somewhere like right around there. So, um, it definitely, definitely has that vibe to it as well. Yeah. But, uh, that being one of my honorable mentions, the next one I had up was Daphne loves Derby's, uh, good night witness light. Uh, yeah. And it's another one. It came out in the fall, but it's also uh, it's a gentle album where it kind of cemented their sound. Where uh, you know the prior albums they're a lot kind of rough around the edges, but um, they've never been like a hard band. It's just uh, they hadn't really cemented their sound, and this album has cemented it. It's a lot poppier, and it's something that it doesn't really go with a Halloween theme, but it goes with just kind of you know the uh, cooling down process and just kind of. Um, the gentle sweep and changing a season, it really kind of reminded me of just uh, how they found their sound finally. And it kind of molded perfectly to, uh, you know, just the darker hues of everything. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, that's another one I should have thought of. I actually have a really good uh, Daphne Loves Derby concert memory in fall as well. I don't know what it is about that season and concerts for me, but, um, it's the only time they tour. They don't come out any other time. <laughs> That's right. Especially now. Um, <laughs> where are you touring in September? Everywhere. Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, how many other albums do you have on your list? We didn't even talk about this before we started. <laughs> the I, I have one more. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to burn <laughs> through a couple more really fast. Um, under oath lost on the sound of separation came out, Labor Day weekend and that album was I listened to it nonstop. I mean, Under Earth's my favorite band, so I was into it all that fall in two thousand eight. Uh Church's Bones of What You Believe, I put on that album just recently. It was an incredible, incredible experience. And I, I actually like their second album more, but there's something about this album that seems to fit with the season for me. Uh Kanye West Late Registration came out uh, the fall of my senior year of college, so I got a lot of fond memories of that. But the one that I was most interested in um of what i had left was frank ocean's channel orange and so he put out blonde last year which very much feels like a spring or summer album to me and i have no idea if channel orange is meant to even be a fall album but i do know that it's based on uh i was trying to think of the word earlier the someone that can hear music and associate a certain color with it or they see a color um that's what this album is based on is like him his what he's seeing is orange uh in 
creating these songs. And so orange is a fall color to me, but there's just a coolness to this album um, that just feels like it belong. It should be played like as the sun setting, like on a fall evening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all the way around, like everything about it, it's just like, oh yeah. Like I, I don't listen to that album a ton, but in the fall, I front to back will listen anytime. Nice. Uh, my number one pick is Panic at the Disco is a Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. As you shouldn't. It's out of left field, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I generally don't know when the album came out. I remember when it did, a couple of my friends were raving about it. And uh, for maybe a month or so, I just kind of ignored it. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But uh, I remember buying it. And the first time I listened to it was while I was carving pumpkins for Halloween. Uh-huh. And the stylization, how different it is to literally everything else that came out at the time and just, um, you know, the attitude behind it. Every Almost every song on the album feels perfect for Halloween where just it's grandiose, it's extravagant. It feels like, um, and even, you know, music video wise, you know, the band members are dressed up in elaborate costumes as everything's going on. It's just almost every song feels like it should be played at a Halloween party. Right. You know, and, uh, it, you know, it just how dark the album is, uh, thematically with certain songs and just, um, you know, the attitude behind it. It's just, it will always be a Halloween album to me, even though I know for most everyone else, it probably should not. That's really interesting. Cause I've never thought about it that way, but in the way you describe it, I can definitely see, especially the second half of that album, uh, sonically, how it kind of fits (laughs) in with the season. So, no, that's a good call, man. I need to try that out, because that's always been a summer album for me. So, uh, may have to give it a spin soon. Um, I've been listening wrong. (laughs) So, I've already harped on this, but I'm going to go back to the concert thing, because it's come up a couple times since we've been talking. And so, I think most people associate summer with concerts or concerts with the summer season, just because that kind of tends to be when a lot of the bigger tours happen and people go to the amphitheater shows. Um, and of course, I mean, you and I have been to warp tour together. I've got a lot of fond memories there and there's certainly, you know, concerts happening every season all the time, but I know I, I'm pretty confident that both of us had a very unique, specific concert experience in fall, especially during probably high school and college because it seemed like that would be when the smaller mid-sized tours were happening, playing at like the little clubs and the crappy yeah. bars and stuff. And like, I, that would be like every weekend for me being at one of those shows, pay $10 at the door, the X's on your hands. Like there is something about, I think the scene of music that we mostly cover and the fall season in terms of touring, that is a thing. And correct me if I'm just like being crazy about that. No, that seems very accurate. <laughs> and and plus, I think about, like, uh, I know we didn't go this year, but, like, the past few years, going to Riot Fest, like that. And it's in September, but it, each time that we went together, it felt like, oh, this is the start of fall. Like, it's cool for the first time. The ground is, like, wet and disgusting, and you can see your breath in the air, and there's all this music. Like, I don't know. I think when I look back, like even as we get further and further away from it, and hopefully we do write fest together again sometime in the future. But I think that I'll always kind of think of those early ones as like, Oh yeah. Like those are like serious fall memories. Oh yeah. Like since we've been going, that's always been kind of my definitive start date for fall because somehow or another, 
the days of those festivals seem to almost always be uh, the first cool days of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, and, you know, the only thing I would change is the mud, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the only times it's like that is when I go and every other time it's like beautiful weather, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, okay. Well, in the sake of us being more than just a couple of nerds who drink beer out of uh, Harry Potter mugs and talk about music, <laughs> um, do you have a, what are your favorite fall activities? Like just in general, what do you like to do? Um, usually uh, going to apple orchards to pick apples and eat some of them, but mostly keep them in a bowl to smell nice for about two weeks before they all go bad. Cause I've eaten too many apples. <laughs> um, I tend to buy pumpkins and forget to carve them until almost exactly Halloween. And, uh, most recently it's been covering my apartment in orange or purple lights from bottom to top. And then kind of continuously watching, uh, Halloween specials for most anything I can find. That's awesome. We are so alike, you and I. Um, <laughs> Yay! Although I don't think I've ever been apple picking. You've mentioned that a couple times on the podcast. I know people do it. I've I I've never been apple picking. But... It's literally the best idea until about an hour into it, and then it's the worst idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Craig Owen said, it's the uh, best and probably the worst idea I've ever had. Um, it's it's so fun, and then you're like, I have so many apples. What am I to do with these? I guess I'll watch them rot. <laughs> So I mentioned earlier, Halloween's my favorite holiday. We've had our house decorated for Halloween since like Labor Day. Um, <laughs> I am ridiculous about it. My desk at work is covered with Halloween lights and decorations. People have been bringing me like those little pumpkins uh, into work to give to me. And nice. there are now many. Um, <laughs> it's going to get strange. Um, but yeah, we always have like a big Halloween costume party um, and same as you know, I'm watching like every Halloween episode of every TV show I love and <laughs> a ton of horror movies. Like it's just, I love it. Like I like Christmas time too. And I mean, I, I like all different times of the year, but man, there's something about fall and Halloween specifically. that's just the best. So mm-hmm. there you go. We did a podcast on it. Congratulations. Now everybody's like, what the hell? These guys talk for 30 minutes about fall. Like there's new music out. Talk about that. Well, we're sorry. I- I know we're 27 minutes in. We haven't even mentioned the fact we have matching costumes this year. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. But, you know, when your beer glasses are the same, your costumes are likely to end up similar as well. I know. So. There's three Powerpuff Girls. How come we're both the same one? <laughs> I know. There were a lot of choices, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy your fall season and uh, enjoy your Harry Potter beer. Uh, Thank you, mister. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the official It's All Dead podcast. Check us out at itsalldead.com. We got a lot of new stuff at the site. As always, why wouldn't we? Um, So if you like music, come check it out. Uh, If you like the podcast, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you like about the podcast. We love hearing from you. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's going to do it for this episode. We will catch you next time. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more. 